Welcome, family, friends, fans, and foes. Welcome to the Talking Wrestling Podcast on NSN Never Sleeps Network. You can also find us on iTunes, folks. So please rate, review, subscribe, pick one or do all three. It's all good, and it all helps. I am your host, Casey Corbin, here on Talking Wrestling. We're also on Twitter at TNW Pod, Instagram at Talking Wrestling Podcast, and if you need to send an email, talkingwrestling at gmail.com, folks. Thank you for joining us. This is the second issue of talking wrestling i'm excited to be here i'm excited that you've joined us thanks for clicking in and listening folks uh last week we had a lot of fun on the show and uh, one of the things on the show i asked was uh and i'll ask this question to a lot of people because i'm always concerned not concerned i'm always intrigued by uh where people got their start with wrestling like what was their first moment that they remember and then what was that moment later on that got them kind of hooked and then they became a wrestling fan and uh, I had the other two guys tell it, and then I realized after listening back to the episode that I never told you what got me into wrestling and what hooked me into wrestling. And I have to tell you, it all started, my first earliest memory of wrestling was when I was seven years old. I used to go to my grandfather's, uh, my mom's dad, and uh, and he was a wrestling fan, and my mom was a wrestling fan when she was a kid because of her father. And uh, they would always watch wrestling together. Now, when I was a kid, I would go to my grandparents' place, and on Saturday afternoon, well, that's when cartoons are on. And I used to love this stupid Canadian cartoon called The Secret Railroad. Actually, I don't even know it's Canadian. It might be British. It's horrible regardless. Anyways, The Secret Railroad would be on, and I love this cartoon. And then wrestling would come on, and my grandfather would come in, and he would turn the channel to wrestling. He'd be like, wrestling's on. And he'd turn the channel to wrestling, and then he'd go sit in his chair and light up his pipe, and then I would just look at him, and I'd walk right back up to the TV and turn it back to the Secret Railroad like a little asshole. And my grandfather, this was not in the late 80s. There were no remotes. My grandfather had to get up and turn the channel back to wrestling. You're like, oh, is it such a big deal? I'm like, yeah, because he only had one leg. So it was a big deal. I was a total dickhead. And what I remember is after he would chase me out with his cane, like he was Freddie Blassie, I would come back in and I would watch what he was watching. And I called my grandpa a big bully. And then I'd watch what he was watching. And I remember my earliest memory is watching Hulk Hogan in blue tights. And with rock and roll Buck Zumhoff uh, all in the apron with his ghetto blaster. And Hogan was giving two guys a headbutt. And I was just like, you know, what's that all about? And then I didn't think about it for a long time. And then my mom would still watch wrestling on Saturdays. So while my mom and my brother were watching wrestling on Saturdays, I would go in the basement and watch ABC's Saturday afternoon special with Willie Tyler Floyd and Lester. And that was appealing to me. But my favorite show at the time was the A-Team. And then one time, my mom was watching wrestling upstairs with my brother. And I had a Mr. T poster on my wall. And all of a sudden, my mom ran downstairs and she said, Mr. T's on wrestling. I was like, what? And I ran up the stairs. And then I watched Mr. T. Uh, They played back what just happened after the commercial. Thank God the WWE does that. Although I hate it when they do it today. But back then... 
Um, sure enough, I watched the incident. They're presenting the gold record to Cindy Lauper and for all these albums. And then Roddy Piper comes in and he takes the gold record and he smashes it over Lou Albano's head and Dick Clark's going crazy. And then all of a sudden it leads to Hulk Hogan coming in and there's a confrontation. They start beating Hogan down. And the next thing you know, Mr. T gets in the fracas and it's like, oh my God, Mr. T and Hulk Hogan are together. And then all of a sudden, sudden because of mr t i just fell in love with hulk hogan i became a hulkamaniac and i became and i became a fan of wrestling and i just thanked vince that he played that replay so i could get into wrestling because right in that point before wrestlemania i was hooked line and sinker and i've been that way for life that's how i got into wrestling folks today we have obviously a wrestling fan of her own. Now, let me tell you about this person, folks. She's the co-host of Ward and Al on Sirius XM 167. She's the host of Allison Doors Broadcast on Sirius XM 168. And she also hosts her own podcast, Digging In with Allison Door. Folks, if you don't know her name by now, I'll tell you, it's Allison Door. Welcome to the NSN Studios and welcome to Talking Wrestling, Allison Door. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, today is Talking Wrestling with Allison Door. <laughs> Thank you for coming on the show. We've been friends for a long time. A billion years. Yeah, a billion years. It goes back to, you know, in wrestling terms, the Attitude Era. Mm -hmm. That's when we met in the late 90s. Yeah. And I remember one of the first things uh, I learned about you was back then you were carrying a picture of The Rock in your wallet. Yes. It was a picture of him that was in Jane Magazine. Uh, Jane Magazine was this, oh, it was such a great magazine and they don't make it anymore. But... He was featured in a story in it, but this, the picture that I cut out was a picture, like, you know, when they put the table of contents and they have smaller pictures of the features. Yes. And so there was a smaller picture of him there that was the perfect size for the picture space in a wallet. Okay. And so I cut it out and then I took it to Staples and I got it laminated. You got it laminated. <laughs> well, because it's a, just a flimsy magazine picture. How are you going to slide that no, in this there? Is, this is brilliant because I also had a wrestling clip that I carried in my wallet, but I never got it laminated. No, and yeah, I should have because it got ripped up and it got wrecked. I had to keep right. Yeah, exactly. It's no, keep it nice. You're so much smarter. I'm pretty sure the people at Staples made fun of me, though. Uh, but Yeah, I'm sure there was a guy life. in the back that had totally fell in love with you at the same time. Um, a fat guy in the back <laughs> who's a wrestling fan was like, she did what? Did we get her name? Her number? I got I to gotta meet her. I just wanted to like a girl with wrestling. Well, my brother used to make fun of me because of this picture all the time. Because it was from a photo shoot they did for the magazine. So in the photo shoot, he was wearing like, like Hawaiian board shorts. Yeah. And then he had on... A football jersey, but like the mesh ones. Yeah. And it was, but it was cut off right below his. Yeah, like an 80s Miami Hurricanes jersey or something like that. The big mesh. And, and, but it was a crop top so that his abs were out. And he was holding a hose because in the pictorial he was washing a car. Of course. But in this picture, Charity you just see him wash. holding the hose. And I remember my brother looking at it and going, oh, look at me with my jizz hose. And I was like, you don't say that about The Rock. And that I did. I carried that picture around for a real long time. And I would lie to people if they didn't know who he was when they saw it. I would say it was my boyfriend. And I remember people being, so does he play football or I'm like, <laughs> yeah, just a big guy. At one you time, know? he played football. He did. Calgary yeah, Stampeders. Calgary Stampeders. Yeah. Practice on. roster. Yeah. Didn't National make- championship with the, with the Miami Hurricanes. Listen, 
I for a while I was mad at the Calgary Stampeders for cutting him. But that's what made him finally go, okay, football's not my thing. Yeah, and go into the bottom. family. It was his rock bottom. Yeah. And then he went into the family legacy of wrestling. So if they hadn't cut him, what if we didn't have Dwayne The Rock Johnson today? But, it would be a nightmare. But here's the thing is, they cut him because he was an American import. And you can only have so many American imports on a team. Mm-hmm. And a Canadian could have taken that job. Yeah. So they didn't want to waste an American import on a position that a Canadian football player could hold. But here's the thing, Allison. His father... Mm-hmm. is from the Maritimes in Canada. His father, Rocky Johnson, is Canadian. So that means The Rock, all he had to do is fill up some paperwork, right? and he could have got his Canadian citizenship, and he could have had a long, lengthy career in the Canadian Football League, and none of this wrestling hogwash. That's not that true. Been a but that, that actually is actually true. If he would have yeah. did that, he wouldn't have got cut, and everything would be different. So thank God, Rock, you're bad, or you didn't fill out the proper paperwork. Yeah, no, because I wouldn't want it that way. Nobody wants it that yeah. way. Yeah. Nobody wants to realize the Rock is half Canadian. Well, no, well, it's fine that the Rock's half Canadian. No, nope, But I don't n- want him to not be the Rock. What if the Rock had never happened? What do you no. mean? No. Yeah, if the Rock if he had, had never stayed happened. in the CFL and That's he had never I mean. gone to wrestling and had never eventually become the Rock, forget it. I can't. I'm out. I'm out of that world. I don't want to live in that world. I would not want to live in that world either. Mm-hmm. He couldn't coexist with Doug Flutie. That's what it said in his book. <laughs> there was only room for one American superstar in Canadian football. That's the way it was, yeah. and that's at, and that's at a time for the entire league. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. CFL. Maybe someday we do lists sometimes on the show. And I, one of the lists I wanted to do last week, but we didn't do, was top 15 or top 10 uh, CFL players turned wrestlers. And there are a lot of wrestlers. There are a lot of them. Now, but didn't Glenn Kalka turn wrestler after CFL? Yes. So does that still count? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, you don't have to do it while you're doing it. Now, um, Allison. Yes. I haven't even asked you yet. What was your earliest memory of wrestling and what made you like wrestling eventually? So... The Rock was not the first picture of a wrestler that I had. Get the fuck out. Yeah, I have a whole history here. So when I was a kid, I used to watch... First of all, TV has always been the number one priority in my life. Okay? Mm -hmm. That's the most important thing. And so when I was a kid, uh, I would watch wrestling Saturday mornings. And I don't remember how... I got into it. Like, I don't remember. Yeah. I also used to watch that weird Ahmad Rashad Inside Sports for Kids show. So, yeah, I would watch that too. Yeah. But but for me, I never cared about sports. So I don't know why I was watching those shows. I think it was just like, this is on. Yeah. I, I don't remember. I think maybe, maybe it was Frito-Lays. There was the little bags of chips. Yes. For a while had this thing where in each bag there was a sticker, a sticker. of a wrestler. Yes. And so I had, I loved Rowdy Roddy Piper. Yeah. I think largely because he wore a kilt and our family's Scottish. So kilts were like a big thing. Oh yeah. And I remember I had, so I, and I got Rowdy Roddy Piper in one of my bags of chips. Yeah. And I was like, this is the best. I'm keeping it forever. And no lie. I had that sticker till I was like 26. I don't know what I did with it. Yeah. To me, the greatest tragedy is that I did not still have it when I met 
Roddy Piper. Yeah. And we'll come up to that later. Yeah. Um, that to me is devastating because I know I had it as an adult. I found it again because I, mm-hmm. I saved everything as a kid. I have some of those stickers still. I have mm-hmm. Magnificent Morocco. Because what I did, oh, what I really wish I don't, I don't know where it is. See, at some point, I had a hope chest filled with stuff. And then yeah. my mom, when I moved out, my mom gave my hope chest to my sister. And I don't know where the stuff that was in the hope chest went. And one of those things that was in there was like, it, it was it was actually Hostess that had the wrestling stick. Hostess, yes. Hostess I forgot. I couldn't chips. remember chip That's names. All right. That's all right. I'm not going to correct you on chip name. But then I thought, well, I might as well. Because, yeah, yeah, might as know. well, for sure. So, it was so making anyway, me nuts. I knew it wasn't yeah, Frito-Lay. Hostess. And Hostess, um, they would have the chip things. But if you had five Hostess bags and they were foil and they folded very easy back then in the yeah. 80s, um, you sent in five bags or five barcodes, they would send you a poster to put all the stickers on and it had the world yeah. wrestling belt. And the WWF logo and the hostess munchie guys. And then it had all the stickers and I had them all and I had them up on my wall. I don't know where it is. And it very upsets me. I feel like your sister probably threw that in the garbage. Oh, she probably did. The only thing she probably kept was Mr. Perfect because she put him up on his wall because she loved Kurt Henning. Sure. So anyway, so yeah, so you had the stickers. uh, I had the stickers. I don't really, I don't remember a lot from that era. Like, I think I really like the pageantry of it. I remember loving Miss Elizabeth. Who didn't? Right? There was like, we were watching these old Saturday Night Main events, my roommate and I, Jeff McHenry, who was on last week's show, and we noticed that they have what I like to call the Liz shot. And every time Elizabeth was going up the steps to get into the ropes, the camera would shoot down and show her cleavage. Sure. Making every little 12 and 13-year-old boy horny. And I never realized, I was like, oh my God, they brainwashed me when I was a child with the goddamn Liz shot. <laughs> That's not why I liked Miss Elizabeth, but um, but I get it. I mean, the she pageantry. Very, I mean, the pageantry was burned on the costumes, back then were so bright and flashy they weren't afraid of neon they weren't afraid no. of glitter yeah the things i remember the most are miss elizabeth and rowdy roddy piper yeah and then i had a long hiatus away from wrestling yes and then a guy that i liked liked mm-hmm. wrestling when i was i was thinking i was like 19 yeah. and uh so i was watching wrestling with a bunch of dudes one time and this magnificent man came out into the ring. Who? And he was Bret wearing. Hart. He was wearing. No, it's not Red Hart. He is a magnificent man. He's sure. There, listen, there's tons of magnificent. Don't get me. Don't make me make a list of magnificent <laughs> men in wrestling because it will go on four days. <laughs> and he was such a good trash talker and he was so good looking. And that is when I first was introduced to Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And yeah. I was like, well, who is this dreamboat? Um, and then so it was really him that got me sucked back in again at that point. Yeah. Because I was like, no, I want to watch this guy every week. I want to watch. I know. Oh, man, I had they. I'm sure maybe they still do this on DVD and stuff. But um, the WWE used to put out videotapes yeah. and it was like the rock collection. And it's just of highlights of the rock. Right. Yeah, I have them. Yeah, so I had a couple of those at my in my apartment in Montreal when I went to university. Um, I had a poster of him in the. Remember, he used to wear that vest that was supposed to look like cowhide. Yeah, with the sunglasses. I had that. It was a fold out poster from a WWE yeah, magazine. Yeah, why wasn't that a milk promotion in Canada? I know. I don't know. Like you, there, it's it's right there. You know, you would think. Yeah, or, or think. not only in Canada, they do these milk promotions in the states too. Because I remember mm-hmm. Van Halen. Did a milk thing where Alex Van Han had milk pulled all over his port all sure. over his face. Does about a good. Yeah, yeah. Hopes anyway, you'd be so. a rock, rock star. Yeah, and I would. I have. I had stickers. 
Yeah. Because <laughs> I still have, I save all my journals. And so I still have my journal from around that time. And it has like rock stickers all over it. That's so great. <laughs> Even though I'm like 20 years old. Like I'm way too old for stickers. Yeah. And you got uh, a pile of quarters and you're at the supermarket just trying to get the rock stickers out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I think that, that is where I got the best ones. Was well, out of one of those you, machines. Where else would you get them? I don't know. You're like, get out of here, kid. Yeah. 20 year old coming in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll trade some- you this stone cold for your rock. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so that was, and then I, again, stepped away for a while. Yeah. Most people follow your pattern yeah they were there the early hulkamania years they stepped away the attitude era was so big they all got suckered in because stone cold and rock you had to watch these guys well and then i mean then the women's division too like lita trish stratus that was they are were so kick-ass that it's like yeah the rock brought me back and my love for him kept me there but it was also they had such awesome women at that point. Even mm-hmm. China was killer. No, even China. I love China. Yeah, and I'm a she was big killer fan for of- a time. I know. It's just, I get sad now. Her life got really sad before just, she died. Yeah. I don't like the way, the way things end up. And I yeah. wish they would just put her in the Hall of Fame and just make it right. Yeah. You know, because... 100%. Because China, here's the thing. Hunter's big excuse was, oh, they asked him on a podcast, don't go over his like, will China go into the Hall of Fame? He's like, she'll be there someday, but we can't induct her... Like, what am I going to do if my kids type China into Google? What comes up? And I was like, well, hopefully they spell it right. And it'll be a bunch of stuff about Chinese people. Well, also, you know what? What is your concern there, Hunter? Well, that they she see was their your... ex-girlfriend. Yeah. And they, maybe the concern is they see Uncle X-Pac banging his ex-girlfriend sure, that sure. they don't even know ever well, existed. Number one. It's part of your life. Yeah. And and so get over yourself. Number two, why are your kids being unsupervised and Googling porn? Yeah. Number three, get over yourself. But here's because the- here's the thing. Don't get me wrong. Triple H obviously has a huge place in wrestling history and what have you. Mm-hmm. But, oh, I'm sorry. You banged someone and you don't like who they turned out to be. So now you feel like you get to erase them from the rest, the history of wrestling. Well, not only that, he, che- he cheated on her with, with Stephanie, Stephanie and they kind of ousted her out. But now, mind you, she did ask when it came time to renegotiate a contract. She did ask for a large sum of money, apparently. And they said no, and then it was it was over there. So, but but the thing is, is like they should have you know, said they yes. They her, wanted her out. They, they wanted, wanted her, her out. out. They moved her off of Raw to SmackDown, where Hunter and Stephanie were on Raw, and she was on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. So they didn't have to like they separate touring schedules, so it wouldn't be a thing. But the fact is, is like it's a very sad situation. Yeah. And she had, and it's not just that she went into porn. She had all these addictions, and she had all these mental issues, and she struggled and. Listen, everyone's life is up to themselves. Yes. But for him to act like he didn't do anything wrong and she was just a mess. And that, well, I can't have my kids knowing, excuse me? That's your life, man. You were part of that situation. He would never have made it to the level he was because he was like, China really helped get him over. Yeah. She was perfect for him yeah. and i hate when they show dx all the time and they show the second version yeah they don't show the original version as much with hunter and and anyway last week uh because of what happened with black china mm-hmm. and the kardashian yeah china is trending all over twitter so i look and i click on china 
Nothing could be found about Joni Lauer. No. All that is there is this new China. So it's like, wow. And I even sent a message. I was like, hey, Hunter, just to let you know, China's trending and it has nothing to do with Joni. Tell your kids or what, something like that. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's just, I want her to be in the Hall of Fame. She deserves so to be bad. in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. She deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Like, she was a pioneer in a lot of ways for women in wrestling. But not only the women that you mentioned, like Trish mm-hmm. and Lita and China, but like, Mula and Mae Young mm. were so great in their era as well. Totally. Totally. Were, you know, these are old. You're talking about, you can't get an old woman a role in Hollywood, but in WWE, we'll put you through a fucking table. Sure. <laughs> you're yeah, not yeah. done. You you're can gonna, have a baby. You can have a baby hand. Yeah. I love that. But then after the women, see, and then after the Attitude Era ended, a lot of it, the good people stuff faded too, out. And, if, and people yeah. fade out again. Yeah. And I really think now is a new era of wrestling where people are starting to come back because the women took a dip after Lita and Trish left. I came back in okay. when I started working at The Score, which yeah. is a now defunct sports network because we is, aired it. But The Score was, for those of you who are listening, The Score had the rights to to air WWE. In, uh, like it, the, in They Canada. were the only people that had the rights to air WWE in Canada. And they had, so they aired all the programs in Canada and now they became Sportsnet 360 yeah. and they still have that right. And you used to work there. Yeah, I used to work at the score and I did closed captioning, which basically meant for my shift, I had to watch the channel for eight hours. And so I was always so thrilled when it was Monday or Thursday, right? Because that's yeah. either Raw or SmackDown. or SmackDown. And then we were actually the first year of NXT when it was just an online show. We were the only network that A actually aired it. A lot of people it. do not even know that. Yeah. We, and so I say NXT started in Canada, more or less. We, well, like, I feel like we really helped make it popular. And, um, and now, I mean, NXT has become huge, right? It's, NXT is my second, is actually my second favorite brand in the WWE. Like, I love SmackDown right now the best. Mm-hmm. NXT is number two. Raw, I get frustrated with every week I watch it, but there sure. are many things that I love about it. And the last pay-per-view, Great Balls of Fire. I was pretty happy with most of that pay-per-view. Well, so I I got back in while I was working at The Score. And then after I worked at The Score, a few things happened. And then I, I just got to the point where... First of all, the Divas division was okay, but it was honestly uh, Beth Phoenix was what was making. Yeah, she was that like division. Yeah, she was like the real woman wrestler. Yeah, out of all these models. Yes. Totally. And look, I remember meeting Alicia Fox and who don't get me wrong, like it's lovely, but she is so thin. Yeah. That I was like, how are this is what is wrestling now? Is this woman who, yes, literally is a, like a size two and this is supposed to be an athletic sport, right? Mm-hmm. And that was my frustration with girls like Kelly Kelly. Yeah. Sure. A lot of dudes loved Kelly Kelly, but I was like, but she's not. She doesn't feel like an athlete. No. Beth Phoenix felt like an athlete. She and um, the Glam Slam was amazing. It is amazing. To this day, to this day, is still a great finisher. And so she left. Yeah. And I was like, and then not working at the score anymore. I didn't have the same amount of time to dedicate to wrestling. And then um, I started getting really irritated at the way the WWE treats wrestlers. Yes. And like a whole bunch of stuff happened. So I was kind of like, I was still checking in and I was still watching pay-per-views. And then Cody Rhodes left, parted ways with them. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm out. But but here's the thing. 
Cody Rhodes, mm-hmm. he knew what he was doing, and he is doing better. Of course. Now. Yeah. And he doesn't need the WWE. No, no. He's the and Ring of great. Honor champion, and he's elevating the Ring of Honor title. First of all, so Cody Rhodes became my modern day The Rock in a way. I don't carry a picture of him in my wallet, but uh, but oh, I carry one in my spank bank, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and uh, it, it was just sort of like he was... I, I didn't care about any of the women anymore. Don't don't get me wrong. There's other hotties. Yeah. Uh, for instance, Randy Orton has the best overall figure. Have you seen that guy's thighs? They're out of control. <laughs> but I don't know. There was just something about Cody Rhodes that I really loved. I love that he was insane. Yeah. You know, and because I came in, I came back in when he was wearing the plastic face mask to keep his beautiful face yeah, intact. Yeah, he was dashing Cody Rhodes and he yeah. didn't want to damage his face. Yeah. 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 And and I loved that. And he was ridiculous. And I love a villain. And uh, so, yeah, it, it was just sort of like all these pieces fell away and and... I couldn't dedicate myself to it anymore. Yeah, and I totally, I totally understand that. I remember when you were working at the store. I think there were a couple times where I was like, I'd send you a message. I'd be like, "Can you just like put my name in the in the in the in the uh, the closed caption name tonight? Can you be like?" And then Stone Cold said, "Casey Corbin is the greatest." <laughs> I'm like, "Look at the deaf people that read it. They're not going to tell anybody. It's going to be on at four in the morning. They're not. Nobody gonna know. has closed captioning on. Nobody's going to know. Just give me a couple little shout outs during SmackDown." <laughs> I've done it. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I would have taken a picture or like still framed it or found it if if that was true. Once during sports highlights, uh, Kathleen McGee texted me and it was like three in the morning, our time, but she midnight, her time. And she was at a bar and she was like, she was like, say something to me. And so I said, what's up McGee? And then she freaked out. But she was also like, uh, Oh, I'm going to post this picture everywhere because she took a picture of it. And I was like, no, you can't. I'll get fired. Yeah. You can't post it anywhere. Uh, but now I don't care. They don't oh, exist. Yeah. They can't fire me now. Well, that's that. But that's a good throwback Thursday post is like to that time. Oh, yeah, it's true. I wonder if she still has that photo. She probably does somewhere. Archive on it, right? Yeah, I have. I keep every picture, every picture. Um, <laughs> I was trying to be like, what picture of Allison should I use for this? I'm like going through all these old pictures oh, I have of no. you and stuff like that. That's fun though. Pictures of you and your brothers and stuff like that. Like, yeah, or whenever we went out drinking, there's always been pictures taken. I'm excited to see what you end up choosing. Oh, no, we'll probably just use the ones that we're going to take here. You know, or whatever. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's true. Or I was going to use your library and picture. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I make some weird choices. In life. Um, uh, yeah. So, so yeah, because I remember I was at the Ring of Honor, um, the New Japan show at the World War of the Worlds here in Toronto earlier, like a couple months ago. And Cody Rhodes was wrestling. And I wasn't sure if you were still in, because I didn't talk to you a while, and I wasn't sure if you were still in the Cody I didn't know that was happening. I would have gone to that show had I known it was happening. But also, I know that, like, you know, you kind of dated a guy or on and off with that kind of looked like Cody Rhodes, and I didn't know what your situation was was, with him. I was hoping you were going to bring that up. No, no, I didn't want to bring it up awkwardly, but I was like, oh, should I ask her if she still likes Cody Rhodes? Because I don't want to trigger anything. But... (laughs) um, you know, I'm like, I hate Cody Rhodes now, you know. But I that's will why never I, blame Cody Rhodes for so, that. So I was like, I was like, do you still like Cody? Do you still love Cody Rhodes? You're like, yes, I know. And you said, no, 
I love Cody Rhodes. Yeah, yeah. And then like, I, to I don't send you to pictures, like Cody Rhodes. Yeah, yeah pictures that's with right. his shirt off. Well, obviously Ugh. that's not that's not unusual. It's wrestling. Oh my god, there was this time in WWE where he for a while, like he, I can't remember why, but like he would come to the ring and he was wrestling in jeans. Yeah, but like no shirt, and I was like, this is the best look for Cody Rhodes ever. Um, yeah, no, I will never blame Cody Rhodes that he looks like an idiot. Um, <laughs> that I know, right? That's that's not his fault. No, not his fault at all. But lately. Uh, he wears suits all the time so every mm-hmm. now and again he has to get into it and, he'll, and he has he'll take it all off and just keep the slacks on sure he's got to wrestle in the, sl- the suit slacks come on slacks yeah. um delicious so now like uh earlier you talked about meeting piper later on in life and you didn't have the sticker so mm-hmm. now that you you know eventually you know you land this great job uh hosting and co-hosting on satellite radio warden al on Sirius XM, Canada Laughs, that's what it is? Is that the channel? Canada, Canada Talks Canada is Talks. the Warden Owl channel. We're on okay. the talk channel. And then Canada Laughs, I have a weekly show about women and comedy. Yeah, and that's called Broadcast, which yeah. is clever, because it is a broadcast. Right. And you're like, and I hate puns, but there's one right there Unless for I use a oh, pun. Oh, okay. Um, so anyway, uh, what wrestlers have you had on, or have you had many wrestlers on over your time doing interviews on Warden Owl? Yes. So on the show, we have had, oh my God, why am I blanking on his name? Who? Oh, Dolph Ziggler. Oh, you've had Dolph Ziggler um, on. Okay. Dolph Ziggler's been on the show. The Iron Sheik. The Iron Sheik has been on. Roddy was on a few times. Yes. Uh, Trish Stratus. Trish Stratus. Several times. I love her so much. I'm trying to, so I'm trying to get her on this show. And um, it's, you know, it's not hard to get to her. I, I just have to ask Boomer. Because right. they're they were in a movie together and they're yeah. friends, and Boomer as uh, he said, "Do you want me to ask Trish to see if she'll do the show?" And I was like, "Yeah, but to be honest, I want you there too because I don't want I'll be nervous, too nervous if I'm with a seven time world champion." It, do you in- know what is so funny? I don't know what my deal is with her. I always want her to think I'm so cool. So I always end up being an idiot for a bit. Yeah. And she um, has really embraced that about me. So don't worry about it. Oh, she knows she's, me as the roommate. Yeah. But she's used to people being like, oh my God, it's your Stratus. Yeah. Um, and and she's so cute. Like she has, um, she has given me some real shit because I've complained before about my weight and stuff like that. Yeah. And she's like, what are you doing about it? What are you... Anyway, and so the last time I really committed to like, okay, I'm going to get fit. And I had posted a picture of us a few months ago when she was on my show on Instagram. Yeah. And I was like, uh, I cropped everyone else out of the picture and was like, just a couple of besties hanging out, being best friends. <laughs> and uh, a couple days later, she commented on it. Hey, bestie, how was your workout today? And I was like, oh, my God, she's the best person. Because uh, she is. Yeah. She is so great. Um. And then we've had Cesaro. Yeah. What was he like? He's really nice. Mm-hmm. He's a really nice guy. He's a tag team champion right now. Is he? Yeah, with Good. Sheamus. Oh, really? Yeah. Did I know that? I follow Sheamus on a lot of stuff. Because see, when I was at the score, mm-hmm. I had a friend who had a way better job than I did there. Yeah. Uh, Deborah Edo Robinson and she took me like we went to behind the scenes at Smackdown like in the VIP lounge oh, so wicked. there I met Seamus and Zack Ryder and Alicia Fox and who else maybe that's it but then also on the show we've had oh Jake the Snake mm-hmm. and um what about you must have you had Santino Morella on no not on our show he no. does Todd's show he a does lot. Todd's show yeah 
Todd Shapiro. Oh, the Hacksaw. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Oh, um, That's yeah. who I was trying to remember. Mm. Now, what interviews did you like? Like, did you find anybody that was bad? Like, was the Iron Sheik crazy? Or well, here's he- the thing about the Iron Sheik. He's wicked old now. Yeah. And no, he wasn't crazy. He was just super nice. I don't think he is crazy. I think somebody handles his Twitter and makes him this character. Yeah, that, 100%. That he is. Because I don't think he's really that like rude and crude in real life. He's not. No. Well, I mean, not just in an everyday setting anyway. And I think he, I mean, his health is really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was really nice. There's this, um, these guys made a documentary about him. And yeah. so he was promoting that and he was, I mean, he was sweet and lovely and just really friendly, took pictures with everybody. That's cool. Yeah. Signed autographs. He was super lovely. You know what? Honestly, no one holds a candle to Rowdy Roddy Piper. I remember I asked you, I was like, can you get a, go to the store and get a coconut and ask him to sign it for me? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> I know. I'm like, did you get me the coconut? You're like, like, and like, do you know even why a coconut? You told me and I forget now. He would have understood. Yeah, he would have gotten it, but I didn't no, get it. No, so the coconut, obviously, everybody that's listening understands because this famous, most famous Piper's Pit ever, he's being really racist with Jimmy Superfly Snooker. Mm. Piper's character was borderline racist. Sure. Uh, you know, he would call Mr. T boy. All the time. Well, and the 80s was and, a weird, yeah, and he would weird be like, time. I don't understand why your ancestors spent all this time taking off the chains and you want to put them back on. You know, <laughs> yeah. he would say things yeah. like that. And you're like, Ooh. wrestling always likes to flirt with racism. Yeah, they do. They it's do a fun like, game they hey, play. Hey, look at, um, there is a segment like Roddy is only half racist because <laughs> at WrestleMania one year when he was wrestling Bad News Brown he, yeah. or Bad News Allen, depending which era you were watching that um he only painted his body half black in black paint because right. sure. he wanted to show there's I, i'm white it doesn't matter what i am i guess it was sure. his michael jackson message his black or white issue yeah but it was it was crazy and then later on hunter would do a whole sketch where they mocked uh the nation of domination and several members of dx were all in blackface yeah, it's even, but even now, like they love stereotypes, and sometimes you go, "Are we in a weird racist territory right now?" Uh, they still do it. Yeah, well, they still play off like right now. Jinder Mahal is the champion, and he's a Canadian from Calgary. Yeah, but no, he's also he? he's he's all yes, but <laughs> not in the WWE. Not in the WWE. He's from yeah. India, and he's Punjabi. Yeah, and he's the champion because they're trying to push the product in India. So they need, uh, uh, you know, they need an Indian presence so they can. And the, sure. the Bollywood boys who are tag team out of Vancouver, they were called the Bollywood boys, but now they're the Singh brothers. You know, so his Singh is a powerful name. In, right. Uh, and they're like at the top of SmackDown right now. And of course, the whole angle is like, you Americans hate me because you're ignorant. You're yeah. racist. And he's calling them racist. Because you don't like me because of the color of my skin. It's like, eh, they don't like you because your skin's greasy and filled with acne. But, um, you know, he, hey, hey, I think my, I like him because he looks like a villain. And a villain should be cheating. So if he is using steroids to enhance that amazing body he's got, good for you. You're the Whatever. bad guy. Break the rules, bud. Sure. Anyway, who, so Piper, how was it entering Piper, like interviewing Piper? Like, what was he like and what made him the best? From the very, so I probably interviewed him two or three times. And then once um, he wrote a song with uh, this, these musicians here in Toronto to raise money for the light of day organization. And so I went to this event and hung out with him there. And he just 
I'm sure it started out as something because he couldn't remember people Mm -hmm. um, and he's met thousands of people. But the first time you meet him right away, he's like a hugger. He asks you how you are. He asks, how's the family? How's that? And I'm sure it started as a cover in a way to in case he had met that person before. Yeah. But he genuinely seems to care. He wants to know how you are. He wants to know that you're well, that the people you love are well. And he just has this really infectious energy and he's also aware or he was aware that he had made mistakes in his life yeah and that you know he wasn't always the best man and he wasn't always and he was always very big on doing better and kind of earning you know he knew so many people loved him yeah and i think he really wanted to get to a point where he felt like he deserved that yeah and so he just had this energy of just being so amazing. And I remember us talking at this event and he just knew how to make you feel like he really cared yeah, about your life and what was going on. And so, you know, and then the last time I saw him, it was like, we had this great talk and then he was such a great hugger and, you know, gave me this big hug. Yeah, so suck it, Bailey. And Anyways, go on. Bailey's a hugger. That's her gimmick. Yeah. Well, get, you, you know what? You didn't invent that. No. Okay. Okay, Bailey. You stole Care that. Bears. Um, but he, yeah, he just made everybody feel good in a room. And I don't know if he was always that way, but, you know, in the last couple of years of his life, when I knew him, that's the way he was. And it was just to have this guy who is like such an icon to me when I was a kid that I saved his sticker from the chips. Yeah. Um, to then meet him as an adult and have him be so kind and so friendly and so loving. And even from the first picture we have together, it's like, uh, you know, my head's on his shoulder and we're laughing and he, cause that's the kind of guy he is. You know him for five minutes and he makes you feel like you're special. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. That is so amazing. And like, and you're not the only person that's told me these types of things because like, Craig Lazal has worked with them for the Air Force. They had yeah. him do this great sketch, the the Twelve Days of Christmas, and Piper just keeps on beating him up for every twelve. <laughs> like every day is a a chair shot, a headlock, and so Craig Lazal just gets beat up through this entire sketch. But Roddy's so good, and like not only was he a brilliant wrestler and like the greatest heel, your your hero is only as good as the bad guy, yeah. and that's what made Hulkamania was Roddy Piper kicked Cindy Lauper in the fucking head. Yeah, like, sweet. Like that, that's in. I mean, about awful. That. But think yeah, it's it's awful. But it's like think about that. She bopped. He bopped her in the head. You know, <laughs> like. Come on, man. The guy, <laughs> but, he bopped her in the head. He, You're the worst. You're the worst one. But it's so true. And he's just like, and then, you know, it, like whenever he left, like even like They Live is such a great movie. Classic. And like people that talk about Roddy Piper that don't know wrestling talk about They Live. And then I tell them like John Carpenter didn't write all those lines. The really cool lines that you remember are all Roddy Pipers that he was yeah. going to, you know, like, I'm here to chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubblegum. He recorded a liner for us the first time he came and did our show, and he's like, I came here to chew bubblegum and listen to Warden Al, and I'm all out of bubblegum. Oh, isn't that fantastic? That's so great. He probably does that at every radio station. I know, but I don't care, because it, it was my show. It's real to you, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, is, yeah. I don't care. It he was, gets it I over. loved it. Oh, yeah. that's so fantastic. Yeah. That's so fantastic. He's a gem. He was a gem. 
until before I asked you to come on the show, yes, I asked you if you were p- planning on watching Glow on Netflix because mm-hmm. I, when Glow on Netflix came out, I crushed it, crushed it hard. Okay, and I didn't know well because I. I just want to watch anything about wrestling. I remember Glow when I'm old, so I remember Glow in the 80s. I also watched the documentary before I watched the, just to refresh me on everything. Right. And then I watched the the Netflix series. And uh, did you end up watching it? I did. I watched, I watched all of it. Um, and what did you think? How did you, did you like it? What did you like about it? What did you think? Okay. So there was a lot of things I did like about it. I will say this. One thing that was disappointing for me is that I was super excited that this show, I mean, it's essentially a cast of 12 women and two dudes. And I was like, this is so great. Like so many women, this is so awesome. And then I watched it and I'm like, oh, this show is about one of the dudes. The whole show is about Mark Maron's character. It's barely about any of the women. Well, I don't know if it's it's all about Mark Maron's character. We know... Everything about Mark Maron's character and virtually nothing about well, the women. Yeah, but it's only the first season. We spent the whole first season really establishing that one male character and all the women. Here's what we know about the women. Oh, she slept with her husband. Oh, this one slept with the director back in the day and this one's sleeping with the director now. Okay. Boo. That's not enough information. But Why ab- do I know everything about him and nothing about the women? But what about what about what about the others? What about Pikachu? That girl, the the uh, happy Polynesian girl, with the, that comes from the wrestling family. Her story has nothing to do with anything. Or Melrose. Her story has nothing to do with him. You know the but Melrose bar- story. So one of them we know she comes from a wrestling family. That's yes. all we know. Yes. Well, we had ten episodes. But she has panic and anxiety attacks. Okay. And her father doesn't want her to do wrestling. Um, listen, and she I, has father issues. I like your defense, and but her brother, even, no, I'm just, I'm not making defense. I'm no, just no, making no, no, conversation. No. But, but listen, Mark so, Maron is the main character of the show. I do believe. Yeah, he is. The show's about his character. Yes. And so that to He's me was the disappointing. Raina James of Glow. Yes, and that was disappointing to me because I thought one of the women was going to be the Raina James of Glow. I think eventually she will. She will be. Well, you know what? No one's guaranteed a second season, so it's irritating to me it's, that it's... It's already happening. You know, the second season's happening. For sure, but I'm just saying they didn't know that in advance. So, look, as a woman watching a show about women's wrestling, I really was hoping a woman was going to be the lead. But, that being said, I'm not a huge Mark Maron fan, and I thought he was really great in this. I think it's the best thing Mark Maron's ever done. I think it is, too. Yes. I think it is too because in general I'm like hey, hey, I, I understand that why other people like him he's just not my jam but in this I thought he was really great who doesn't trust a man with a coke filled mustache come on he <laughs> is the women still get the lines and they still get the laughs like they still it's not like Ghostbusters the new Ghostbusters where Thor gets all the laughs and the no, girls don't get the laughs listen it's I'm not I just wanted it to be more and and but taking that out of it mm-hmm. Taking that out of it, there was a lot of stuff I really liked about it, and I really like it when, like, when Debbie figures out it's a soap opera. Yes. I love that moment, because that's how I used to, when people be like, why do you like wrestling? I'm like, you don't understand. It is a soap opera with fights. Like, it's amazing. I don't understand why you don't like it. And so, when she has that moment, it's great. There's, There's a lot of really fun, weird stuff in it that I really enjoy. They just did a couple of things that Hollywood does all the time to women that irritate me. And so it's hard for me right now to look past that. Mm -hmm. And so did I love it? No. Mm -hmm. Did I like it? For sure. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, am I going to watch a second season? Of course. Yeah. But um, we didn't need to see Allison Brie's boobs. Oh, that has to that has to do with the guys part, though. Like, it can't all be for girls. But this is this. I'm this joking. Is, I'm joking. Okay. One. This is another thing that I hate is that literally every show now that's not on one of like the major broadcast networks has to, it, it, and the lead woman has to be naked and it has to happen in the first episode. I didn't think there was need for any nudity. No, No. I don't understand why we see her boobs. You know, yeah, there's no, there's no point. And don't get me wrong. I'm not a prude. I'm not against boobs. It's just one of these things where again, as a woman, you go, oh, every woman has to be naked now in anything. Yeah. To get it made. But like men never have to be naked. So it's another one of those things where, yeah, it's irritating. Well, more dicks are showing up in movies these days than ever before. I'll just say that, though, by the way. Um, <laughs> what dicks are showing up in movies? Oh, Jesus. I mean, I know Michael Fassbender is whipping that thing around like nobody's business. But uh, oh, don't like Hall Pass had dicks in it. Um, any Most comedies. It's not very surprising when a Listen. dick shows up in a comedy these days. Uh, I guess you're right, but we could still have more. Although I will say, you know what? I'm going to watch Trainwreck again just for John Cena's stuff in that movie. Yeah. Because um, he he, he's movie. the best part of that movie. Yeah, yeah. I find it very funny that John Cena gets to play Dolph Ziggler's role. <laughs> because Dolph Ziggler dated Amy Schumer in real life. Right. I forgot about that. I always and forget that, about that. So you can kind of think, well, this character kind of must be based on Dolph Ziggler. I, how stupid am I? I never even thought about that. Well, and then I just think it's funny because not even Dolph Ziggler couldn't play himself. I know. You got to cast John Cena in there because he's the franchise. You know, he's well, the John, he's the face. I love John Cena, though. I do love John I, Cena. You know what? John Cena I has cried r- yesterday watching the Make a Wish video. Well, John listen, Cena. Here's the thing. I first of all, yeah, I'm sure everyone listening to this knows, but the whole world should know that he has given more. He's granted more wishes to make a wish kids than anyone in the history of the world. I know, but the weird thing about that is, you know, like if I was a kid at a hospital, I heard John Cena was coming to see a kid down the hall. Yeah. And then two You would wish for something else because he's going to say hi to you too. Well, no, but two two weeks later, that kid's gone maybe. And then I'd be like, oh my God. And then John Cena shows up again a month later. Oh, he's the angel of death. And then another. Yeah. I'd be like, whoa. Every time John Cena shows up, the kid kid gets a wish and the kid dies. And then it's it's like, I don't, like, why aren't I just asking for the fucking undertaker? You know, (laughs) (laughs) you're a terrible person. Here's how I'm a terrible person. I, because whenever people are like, John Cena will never turn heel. I'm like, what we going to do is get one of those make a wish kids to wish for him to turn heel. And then he has to grant the wish because that's his thing. Oh my God. That's the best angle ever. Right? That's what we got to do. We got to find a sick kid. Vince McMahon, if you're listening in your, Mm -hmm. in your helicopter right now, um, that's a good idea. Yeah, That's the right? best way to flip it's him. It's because it's the only way he'll ever... Hey, little kid. Are you glad to see me? No, I want you to turn bad, John Cena. It would be the greatest. Because that's the, that's the only thing left for John Cena, right? Like, he's great. He's number one. Hustle, loyalty, respects. We all get it. We all get what you're doing. Yeah. And so for me, and I've always liked the villains. So for me, I was always like, I wish he would turn. I wish he would turn. And everyone's like, he's never going to. So I had to come up with a way that he would. That and the is only, the best way. yeah, the only thing I can think of is a make a wish. But what if it. like, what if it like he shrugged it off the first kid, and then the kid didn't make, and then the next four kids ask him the same thing, and eventually that make, that becomes like, like the, he he would have to. he would he'd have no choice. The families would be like. Our kid asks for a wish. Why are you crushing him? Why are you crushing him? Yeah. Yeah. Come Jesus. On. Oh, my God. I'll tell you 
um, what I liked about um, there are many things that I like from a guy perspective. One thing I do like is all the out of work wrestlers. Yes. Getting bit parts. I do. Well, like they're not that. all out of work. All these wrestlers well, are working elsewhere. Just not in sorry. the WWE. This is the thing. Cause WWE is the majors. Yes. Right. Because they own everything at this mm. point. And so hopefully other stuff builds up. But to me, it feels like a crushing blow to be on a raw or on a SmackDown and get let go and have to go back to the circuit. Right. Like yeah. that, w- that must be so hard for these guys that wrestling is you dedicate your whole life. Yeah. To me, that must be so hard. So for them to get an opportunity to be a part of something like this. Um, I love it. It's so great. Yeah. Right. Like and some of the guys oh, that are mentioned. Brodus Clay is another guy that Brodus I Clay have that I've it. interviewed. Oh, and, yeah. And another one of those like super lovely. Lumberjackson. Really sweet. Lumberjackson. He's one of the Lumberjacksons. Yeah, he is. I loved him. I love the other brother, Carlito, mm-hmm. who is his father is Carlos Carlon. Uh, one of the great Mexican wrestlers of all time, uh, and and in his in when he was his brothers are in the WWE right now, the Shining Stars, and um, with Carlos when he was Carlito, he always had an apple, and he's like, I chew the apple and I spit it into the face of people I don't respect. So <laughs> so so there, there are little things uh-huh. that they do with the wrestlers that attribute to the diehard wrestling fans, like for yeah. example, Carlito holding an apple. That's I love you that. Died. Um, I marked out for many things. There's one scene where, okay, the welfare queen is played by Awesome Kong. Yeah. She's also Karma from the WWE. Yeah. She's an amazing, amazing female wrestler. I just like to say she's an amazing wrestler and performer. And I love her. And she's, I think she steals a lot of these scenes. Totally. And she's fantastic. And you can clearly tell she's above and beyond all the wrestlers in her matches. Because everything she does looks like she's been doing it for a long time. And so there's one scene like where she goes up against Debbie. And Debbie's supposed to be the face. And the welfare queen's the heel. But the fact is, the crowd takes more to the well, to the heel than to the face. And they, t- and they flip it. She's the face in the match. And they don't really care for Deborah's character. Because she hasn't learned how to be a good face yet. Mm-hmm. And she leaves the ring. She's all upset that she's like... I'm She's saying to Mark Maron, I can't find me another woman. But in the background, the welfare queen is dancing and doing things. And the first thing she does is she's putting her her hand to her ear like Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. And she's imitating Hogan. And then it cuts back to Mark Maron and, 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 and Liberty Bell. And then it, and you see her in the background. And she's doing like the, the Ric Flair strut. Yeah, and I absolutely and these are like it's in the. I didn't notice this till the second time I watched it because I crushed it all yesterday. Just fast forwarding through all the girl parts, but my mainly watched all the wrestling because <laughs> that's the thing. Is like when I watch it, I'm like, I get it. This is a show for for women. That's what I get from it. But the thing is, is I honestly feel like it's a it's a sh- like anything that will attract women to wrestling. I'm one hundred yeah. pro for. Here's the thing: it's not. It's what someone's idea of what a show for women is supposed to be. Yes. And unfortunately, um, to me, it, it's a, there's so many stereotypes. And But that was wrestling. No, back no, no, then. no, no. But that's fine. The characters, yeah, of course, Welfare Queen uh, as a as a character, of yeah. course, that was wrestling. That's wrestling now. I don't mean that. I mean in the stuff outside the ring. Yeah. A lot of these women are stereotypes of women. Yeah. And so is it a show for women? I don't know. But I, I think that's what they were going for. I think that's what they were going for. And um, and and I kind of think they missed the mark. But yes, you're right. If if this gets more people into wrestling, then sure, I am all for that. Yeah. 
I yeah, man, I'm I'm really finding it hard to support this show right now. Um, and I'm I sound like a real hard nosed feminist. Yeah. Um, and I'm not not a real hard nosed feminist, but I just overall the show is good. Yeah. It is good, and and there is a lot of great stuff in it. Uh, there's just some stuff that's so frustrating. Yeah, like, like I get, like, personally, I don't need to see boobs. The uh, younger me might have been like, I get it, like, boobies are great. Oh, don't get me and wrong, Alison Brie has boobies, a great rack. Well, I think they don't even make Alison Brie look attractive a lot of no, the time. They, they ugger up They ugger up with those, with those high 80s jeans, the, the high yeah. riders. Well, even her makeup. Yeah, it's they, done to look like she's not wearing makeup and therefore has like sallow skin and yeah. bags under her eyes. Um, but she has a great rack. So sure, I can see if there was a context wherein it was necessary. Yeah, show those off. It was just one of those things that, yeah, was blatantly like, well, f- this will get men hooked on episode one because they'll want to see your boobs again, which I think is a disservice to men and to the show. Yeah, I know. But that's true, though. Yeah, it's true. Like, look, it's like, well, you know, because like, basically, I think if if a man wrote this show or whoever wrote the show, mm-hmm. and they're like, okay, we want this show to deal with all these women, and it's going to deal with these women issues, and these women are also going to be wrestlers, and it's going to be a female dominated show. What's in it for the men? Well, wrestling, but what else? But, uh, let's throw a booby in but, here or there. You no know? one ever asks when a show's about cops and ninety percent of them are men. No one goes, well, what's in it for the women? Nobody cares. I know that's just sad, though. I know that's what I'm saying, and that's why I'm frustrated that they're like, we have to put boobs in for men. Why can't this be for everybody? I went back and I've been watching entourages, and I was like, oh, now that I've taken a couple years off, and maybe I've grown up a little bit, and maybe society's changed. It's not the same anymore. I watch it now, and I'm like, all these guys do is treat women like shit. All they want to do is just fuck women and that's it. And like even the women that are in charge, they get fucked too. Yeah, they're Everybody all, gets they're all garbage. I know the first two seasons of Andrage, I loved it so much. And then I don't know what has something happened. And now, yeah, trying to watch it now, I go, oh my God, I would fucking murder all these guys. Like but I hate then, them so much. But then I watch Ballers. You watch Ballers? I, ha- I haven't seen Ballers. Oh my God. Because I've heard mixed things about Maybe it. Maybe don't. Might shatter your perceptions of the next president of the United States. First of all, nothing. The Rock is... Dwayne The Rock Johnson is clearly such a good and well-rounded person that no role that he ever plays could shatter the idea. I said on air one day, if he ever gets caught in a scandal, like if he ever got caught in... in because we were talking about, you know... Uh, what scandals are acceptable and what ones aren't for The Rock? <laughs> If, he's, Listen, if he turns out to be Cosby, if he turns out to be a sex predator, I I don't think I could handle it. I don't think I could handle learning that because I almost couldn't handle it with Cosby, right? Because yeah. he was part of the reason I became a stand. What about just like an adulterer? An adulterer, I can let that go. I don't want it to happen. Yeah, I want The Rock to stay. I want Dwayne Johnson to be a perfect man, and I, in my mind, he is so perfect that I don't want him to cheat on his girlfriend, or I don't. You know, I would hate it. But I could live with it. Yeah. But if he turned out, if he, if ever there was anything where he turned out to be a sexual predator, I honestly would quit the world. I would f- build a rocket ship and leave, <laughs> die in space. I would just be like, I, I was, hate you. I, I hate just you. Go world. Die in space, float around, maybe pass Sandra Bullock at some point. Or no, yeah. she's not in space. I, Who is George Clooney? Clooney's is in space. He's still stuck uh, He'd in rather space. F- float off into space and die than spend another wom- minute with a woman his own age. I loved that in was the glow. Tina Fey's line. Yeah, I love little number one. I love the soundtrack. Also. Oh, the soundtrack was perfect. So for like right at the start, the first song, "Scandal," Warrior. the Warrior, um, is the perfect song to set it. And I got to tell this story. 
Um, I was a big fan of that song when I was a kid. And I'll tell you, I went to a house show, like a WWE house show, when I was in high school. And the first time I saw The Ultimate Warrior and Razor Ramon, uh, this was before they were on television. They bring them in and do these house shows to get them ready and get their characters down. Mm-hmm. So I remember seeing Ray, I remember seeing Scott Hall, Razor Ramon, and he was working in, and I knew him from WCW. I was like, oh my God, Diamond Studs in the WWF, you know? And then somebody else they brought in was this guy from uh, World Class Wrestling. And I knew, I knew all the wrestlers coming in because I knew them from all the magazines that I read. Mm-hmm. So The Ultimate Warrior in World Class, his name was The Dingo Warrior. And um, so, yeah, so I knew. So, anyways, what happened is all of a sudden, scandal starts blaring over the uh, intercoms. Like, seems like there was a power. Bang, bang. And the Ultimate Warrior is, well, the Dingo Warrior is like running to the ring and Shane's like, I am the warrior. And he's shaking them, you know, the thing. And, and eventually, you know, this is working on the house shows that nobody's going to know, but they can't do this on television because they don't have the rights to the song and Patty yeah. Smith might not sell it. You don't know. So they just make him as good music. Thank God they made his music because that, the Warrior by Scandal did not Perfect. fit the Ultimate Warrior's entrance. Yeah. I'll tell you that right yeah. now. But yeah, so I like the only thing that that was the Ultimate Warrior. I think is like, yeah, so when the Dingo Warrior first came to the WWE, he was the warrior. So, <laughs> it was perfect in the show, though. Last week, Jeff McHenry was on the show, and he said when uh, when the Undertaker locked the Ultimate Warrior in a casket, he got he started to get like panic and anxiety himself, and I and then I named him the Ultimate Warrior. Okay, I I will accept that one. The ultimate, I like it. He is yeah. the ultimate warrior. Do you know what? That was another thing that I think made me start not caring about the WWE was when the streak was broken. The Undertaker streak? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, "Really? This is this is how the streak ends?" Yeah. Garbage. Well, the streak still it's still a streak though. That's the thing is, is it? like nobody says the Ultimate Warrior is 21. Nobody says he's 21 and 2. They just talk about the streak is 21 WrestleManias in a row. So, yeah, I, it'll never I be broken. Never. But but that it, it is... Well, no one will ever win 22 in a row, but it's still... No. If they it, are, they better start now. now. It's... Yeah, no kidding. It, it's wrecked now. Yeah. Brock Lesnar? What? Yeah. Well, Garbage. Who else would do it, though? No one should have done it. He should have retired two years ago. <laughs> But the thing is, that's what should have happened. Is McMahon loves to create these moments, and the moment of Undertaker McMahon lo- likes to ruin people's lives, i.e., mine, <laughs> yours. Yeah. I mean, he's ruined other people's lives. I know. Um, I love the Pointer Sisters. I love Roxette. Although I don't think. See, here's things. I, these are the things that bother me. Are you going to get into the fact that you don't think these things happened in the same year? That's the little things that bother me. Yeah, get over it. Like, 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 look at you can't sing the Thompson Twins "Hold Me Now" from 1981, and then all of a sudden show up playing Roxette from 1989. Nobody does that. It's not the way it works. Well, you know, it's too much of a gap between. Okay. By 1989, if you're listening to Roxette when you're driving, you're not singing the Thompson Twins. I'm just gonna say that right now. Um, the girl that plays Melrose. Yes. Uh, her name is Jackie. Her last name is. Thon, T-H-O-N or T-O-H-N. I can't remember. I don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah. But for a while, before even Glow started, 
I guess she's a comedian and an actress in LA. And every now and again, I would Instagram stuff, and this Jackie Thawne girl would be favoriting my stuff. Lies. And then, yeah, and I was Are like, you serious? Yeah, yeah, no, no, seriously, she's favorited a lot of my things on my Instagram. And then I started following her, and then I unfollowed her because then I figured out people like uh, there was another guy, the guitarist for Survivor. I, the tagger, was favoriting a lot of my stuff. But then I started going back and looking through hashtags. I was like, oh, he favorites everything that has hashtag Sammy Hagar. And then I looked through the Jackie Thom thing, and she favorited everything that had something else. So these well, are find just... find out what it is, because I'm going to hashtag it and then tell everyone Melrose likes my Instagram. <laughs> I don't have... I, don't have I can't remember what it is, but now I'm going to have to research, because... <laughs> Maybe Melrose does like my Instagram. Chris Jericho liked one of my... Uh, oh, my God. I know. That was a big deal to me. I know. Still I freaked is. out. Oh, I freaked out. They made fun of me last week when I brought it up. Um, hey. Why? No, no. That's not to be made fun of. There's one part where Mark Marin says, you have to learn real moves because uh, I can't film you hugging for 20 minutes. And then Britannica says, what if your gimmick is that, you're, is that you hug people? Mm-hmm. And I thought that's a little fine because that's a little to the wwe like yeah. yeah they paid a lot of respect to wrestling but they took little little pokes sure. here and there there's some shots in there um, for sure i like that jackie thon said she could be in a van halen video if she wanted i'm like melrose no you're not that hot i'm sorry <laughs> there's no way you could, be, you could be in a david lee roth video post 1986 <laughs> but you can't be in a van halen video let's please come on um joey ryan he's fantastic he was in it yeah alex riley uh, yeah. In it, Johnny Mundo, Johnny Morrison, he was in it. I got excited to see the PWI Legion, the first place where they were wrestling at first, because uh, PWG, Pro Wrestling Guerrilla, does shows out of uh, Los Angeles. You know who was at the last show? Who? Topanga. Oh, interesting. Yeah. You know who else goes to these shows? Like, lots of stars go to these shows. Actually, in one time, they turned away uh, my secret identity. Jerry O'Connell? Yeah, they turned him away. So <laughs> Did you forget his name? Yeah, I forgot his yeah, name, okay. but I just knew that you knew his name. Sure, I definitely know his name, and I loved my secret identity. I know. Well, who didn't? Was that not America, or is it just Canadian? I think it was just Canadian. Oh, my God. Is that like, weird? It is weird. Like, uh, that you go from Vern. Wait, was he Vern? Yeah, he was Vern on Stand By Me before. Yeah. And then he did a Canadian show called My Secret Identity where well, yeah, he's a superhero he flew around he was with aerosol like cans. 11 and then My Secret Identity he was like he was 15. Teenager. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing that that Vern kid ended up to be like with Rebecca Romaine Stamos for so many years. Well, you know what? He grew up to be hot. Yeah. What are you going to do, man? Hey, River Phoenix didn't. All right. What? what? Well, that was the other guy in the group, right? And everybody thought he was the hot guy, right? River Phoenix. River Phoenix was the hot guy. Yeah, but he's not as hot now. Well, he's dead, That's Casey. That's the whole point. Right. Okay. Yeah. We're talking. It's a wrestling talk show. Whatever. We don't know if River Phoenix is coming back or not. Kiefer, we don't know Kiefer Sutherland has always been my focal point. Kiefer Sutherland is playing a free concert at the CNE this summer. Well, excellent. That's With why the they Kiefer call Sutherland the band. Um, it's going to be great. I'm gonna, I, I saw was gonna, him twice last summer. I know. I was going to ask you if you wanted to go. I so, do want to go. Do you want to go? Yeah. When is it? It's at the CNE. It's in August, like 20 something, something at the okay. end of August. Okay. 26, maybe 20 something like that. I come back um, from a trip on the 25th. Where are you so going? We'll go. I'm going to Mexico. Get the hell out. Are you going to go see Lucer Libra wrestling? I'm not. 
Alberto Del Rio, Del Patron. Oh, he, my God. Actually, Alberto. don't go see him. He's in some trouble. We won't talk about it. Oh, okay. Um, also, I like that they show Gorgeous George mm-hmm. uh, on the TV. Yeah. I like the fact that they couldn't afford the real American videos or song, but they just put the end where Hulk Hogan's like, say your prayers, train, eat your vitamins. Yeah, there's so many things that I liked about it. And, uh, oh, one thing that did bother me was Ruth, her Russian impersonation, mm-hmm. goes very Yakov Smirnoff at times. Oh, yes. Yeah, In Mother Russia. Like, that, I can't do it. That's but that, what, it's, it was so that's Yakov. That's what it would be, though. Would it? Yeah, it 100% would be. I don't know. I watched Nikolai Volkov, and he never sound like Yakov Shmirnov. Um, and what about Ivan Koloff? He's French-Canadian. He doesn't sound like Yakov I like the Shmirnoff. old ladies. The old ladies, yeah. the two, the two. I like old when they ladies. come down to the ring with their walkers and then throw them away. I know yeah, that was ridiculous. Great. And then they were the Ku Klux Klan for a thing. Oh my the, god, that was mental. Yeah, it was. I also but like, also not something I would put past wrestling. No, 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 no. Like dude. I feel like that could happen again today. Like the, the Proud Boys could be tag teams. They, like <laughs> Proud Boys, they've done nazi wrestlers in the past they've done like evil you know like it's not uncommon for them i'm I'm sure there have been clansmen before in wrestling oh or maybe we just call him a hangman and he goes in with a noose around his neck actually those wrestlers exist today yeah so yeah um yeah i think we're pretty much done we've gone over time the show only runs an hour but i just leave it to whatever it is yeah come on i don't care you know an hour ish Uh, yeah and oh uh, come on yeah let's keep it one ish that is um, the Usos saying right now is day one ish. You know that's their big thing. <laughs> okay, so it's like it's one ish. I'm like, oh, the Usos. Um, yeah, so that is uh, the, the Usos were just coming onto the scene when I when I kind of started checking out. There are a lot of great things going on with wrestling now. And like, for example, if you were to watch Cody Rhodes now in Ring of Honor and New Japan, New Japan yeah. his matches are way better than any of the matches he's well, had Well, so maybe WWE. I'll get into Ring of Honor. Yeah, I think you should. Because I, I love wrestling. I just, you know, the WWE is too much for me sometimes. No, and, and the Ring, Ring of Honor and New Japan, what they're doing is they're like a coalition. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're creating like stars and then WWE just signs them. But what's happening now is they're, they're locking a lot of their stars down. Like the Young Bucks are this tag Smart. team. They're like the Hardys, but they're young. And they're like the Hardys, but they're also like the Rockers if they were both Shawn Michaels. Ooh! Yeah, and all they do is super kicks and 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 high flying. I love and it. They're, they're I very love the entertaining. Flyers. And Cody Rhodes is always with the Young Bucks because they're in a faction called the Bullet Club. And if you saw Kenny Omega, I think you'd like Kenny Omega as well. I'll, I'm going to send you some clips offline, okay. um, folks. Um, I'm going to uh, can I I'm, can I steal your Roddy Piper picture that you were talking about and put it up on our Instagram? Are you cool? With oh that? yeah, of course. Okay, well we'll do that. So you can see her picture, her first picture with Roddy Piper on our Instagram. So you might want to do that. Uh, go to uh, what is it? It is uh, Talking Wrestling Podcast at Instagram. Hey Allison, so what do you got going on next? Tell us about your podcast. Tell us what you got going on. And uh, let's wrap her up. Let's do this. Okay. Do this. We're on the final stretch. We're in the final stretch. Wait, so- this isn't wrestling. This is called the go home. Okay. Wrap it up. No, no, I'm joking. So- Take your time. Do it. Do it. Do it. Okay. So really all I do now is uh, talk. Mm-hmm. And so if you have Sirius XM, uh, every Monday to Friday from 1 until 4 p.m. Eastern time, I'm on channel 167. And on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern time on channel 168. But no 69. 
Go on. Mm-hmm. And, Sorry, that was uh, such a bad But joke. I would super love it. My podcast is just hour-long conversations with people about life and the world and, uh, you know, often inspirational, sometimes just talking about shit. And so that's Digging In, and it is available on iTunes. Digging In. Yeah. Excellent. Digging In with Allison Dore. Yes. And oh. you can follow me on Twitter at Allison Dore or on Instagram, Allison.Dore. Oh, is Dot your middle name? Yeah. It's beautiful. Dottie. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Dottie. <laughs> um, all right, folks. Uh, <laughs> can I hear right now, Dottie? It's got a back. I'm sorry. Everybody. <laughs> Don't you love Paul Rubens and Phil Hartman? Folks, uh, that is the show, of course. Um, yeah, uh, thank you for listening to the show. As you know, you can already, I already said the Instagram, uh, at Twitter, TNW Pod, at TNW Pod. Uh, that's what it is. Talking Wrestling at Gmail to send us a whatever uh, shout. You can find us on NSN, Never Sleeps Network. The big Ross man likes me when I, when I plug that. And of course, you can now find us on iTunes. Um, we're under there, Talking Wrestling, Never Sleeps Network, Casey Corbin. And just Google all that. You'll find it. We're there. Uh, so now we're on iTunes. And uh, if you listen to us on iTunes, uh, take a time. If you've already listened to the show, just give us a rating. Give us a review. Even better, subscribe. Like I said, any one of the three is all great. And if you do all three, fantastic. Thanks, Vince, for you. Folks, that has been the show today. Thank you for joining us on Talking Wrestling. Uh, Allison Dorr has been a great guest. Thank you for coming on. I'm your host, Casey Corbin. We'll see you next time. Thanks for clicking in. And uh, thanks again for tuning in to Talking Wrestling. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. 